Will you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2? Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to be reading uh, verses 11 through 20. Luke 2, chapter 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Christ, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them to, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And when they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them, concerning this child. And all these things, pondering, but Mary treasured them up and all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Let's pray. Lord, we are again grateful for your word written for us that we may know and see and, and study your word to see the triune God at work. Lord, I pray that your spirit would take these scriptures and use them to make, make us affectionate for you. May the theology in this text Help us to grow deeper in love with you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So last week, Jacob showed us from Scripture the coming kingdom promised by God. And today we're going to see the inauguration of that kingdom through God's Son, Jesus Christ. What is the kingdom of God? That is a question that would take many sermons to explain and to articulate. But for our purposes this morning, let's define a few things about the kingdom of God I think that will help us. I want to start in the, the Old Testament. In Psalm 103, 19, it says, The Lord established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. The kingdom, you see, is a realm. It is authority in which God is ruling over everything. In Job, we find, Job 42, verses 1 and 2, when Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. God cannot be stopped. He cannot be controlled. He is all-powerful and controls every part of the whole universe. In Luke 2, 
see the record of the first advent in which God is establishing this kingdom through his son, Jesus Christ. The Christ, the anointed one, the one who will save his people and will lord over them. My outline this morning is very simple. Uh, it's coming from uh, chapters 15 and 16. We see three things about the, the Son of God, and through him the kingdom of God will be established. First, Christ is our Savior. Secondly, Christ is our Lord and King. And then third, Christ incarnate, fully God, fully man. And then I have some applications in verse 20 for us. Firstly, let's look at Christ as our Savior. In Luke 15, it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. We see also in Matthew 121, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God's plan was to bring a Savior into the world through a babe who would grow into a man to be crucified to save rebellious people and give them a heart of flesh so that they, so that God could dwell within their heart and have the kingdom reside within them. Over in Luke 17, the Pharisees were asking, what is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? And Jesus responds, for behold, the kingdom of God is in your midst of you, or translated, within you, or within your grasp. This baby called Jesus has come to suffer and die so that we might have life eternally. This is good news. We are being saved from our sin, from our own sinful condition. We have fallen short of the glory of God, and we are sinners. Romans 3.24, for we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hopeless people need saving. Sinful people need saving. Prideful people need saving. Friends, Jesus Christ is our only hope. Through the gift of faith, he gives us so that we can confess our sins and we can put our hope and trust in Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. Secondly, we see Christ as our Lord and as our King. In Luke 2.15, Christ our Lord. Every kingdom needs a king. And I want to take us back to Psalm 2. I know we've probably touched on this scripture two or three times in the last several weeks. But we see in Psalm 2 the prophecy of Christ ruling over all the dominions and nations. And let me read. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. 
Be warned, O rulers of earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. Kiss the Son, the S-O-N, not the S-U-N. Kiss the Son, pay homage, humble yourself. All the nations must come under this king. Psalms, David in the Psalms is, is warning that the rulers are to recognize that there is one true king. We see this phrase, we don't see the phrase king, but we see the phrase Lord. And Paul, if you look in his uh, writings, we see Christ our Lord. We see it used many times by Paul. And I, I pulled out some scriptures to, to show how Paul takes a concept and adds Christ our Lord or is involved in lordship. We have been reconciled according to Romans 5.11. We have been justified by faith, Romans 5.1. We have been given eternal life, Romans 3.23. We have been given grace, Romans 16.20. We have fellowship with him, Christ our Lord, in 1 Corinthians 1.9. We have victory, 1 Corinthians 15.57. We receive comfort from Christ our Lord, Corinthians 1.3. Jesus is our king, but he is king like no other. He came as a humble servant to teach his disciples that the kingdom of God is revealed by serving and loving others and serving God. Though the people of Israel, they were looking for a king to rule like earthly kings with physical power and authority. But Jesus comes as a babe. Humbly, he comes into the world to rule in the hearts of of people. He came to serve people. I think about the Zionists in Israel who think about the Messiah coming and the king is coming and, and Roman is ruling over them and now we're going to have a king. And one of the things I think about, and I, I think I've said this before in, in, in a sermon, Jesus would be the best king to go to battle because the men would go out and fight the Romans and of course the Romans would kill many of them and what would Jesus do? He'd come back and he'd heal them all and they'd go out again. There was some strategy in thinking about a Zionist, we're going to conquer. And I'm sure as people were disappointed, that is not the way this king is going to operate. We see this in Matthew 5, the kind of king Jesus is going to be in the kingdom that he is establishing. Because in his kingdom, blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, the righteous seekers, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted. These are the people in the kingdom of God. 
You see, the kingdom comes through the heart change of sinful people and prideful people. He rules in the same way. Jesus came as a babe, helpless in need of a mother's care. He comes humbly, but not without power and authority. And we will see that in a moment. Because there is another advent that is coming. And it will be King Jesus will be revealed. And we'll see the full power of his wrath and justice. And we see that no man will be able to escape or not recognize the power of Jesus. They must pay reverence and respect to him. It says in Romans 14, Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 1 Timothy 6.15 says, Which he will display at the proper time. He who is blessed and only sovereign, King of kings and Lord of lords. Do you see Jesus in that way as your king? He's coming, my friend. Are you looking for the second advent when Jesus returns? Do you think in terms in living now as waiting and hoping for the king to return? As a church, let's live and work like the king will return any day. Does it not perspe put perspective on 2020? Things may get worse in 2021. It doesn't matter. The king is returning. We have work to do as a family, as a church. Let's build in our hearts, in our minds, a mindset that the king could return at any time. Finally, in, in third we see here Christ incarnate. Fully God, fully man. Luke 2, 11, it says, For unto you is born this day, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Do you think about the full deity in the manger? in a babe. The incarnation is to embody deity in human form. And I'm sure some of you have studied the patristic fathers and people were all over the map on the, the humanity and the deity of Christ. But in Chalcedon 54, they had a council. And uh, if you would find all the issues that we debate today have already been debated in the church fathers. We just need to read and find out the conclusions that they, they came to. But this was a, a big one, and there was controversy on both sides. But the church de father, de fathers defined the two natures of Christ as fully God, fully man, without division or separation, but as one person, second of the deity, and his name is Jesus Christ. Only Christ 
could be the perfect sacrifice to satisfy God's punishment and wrath for our sins. He possessed the humanity, the ability to shed blood, but yet also the deity to endure the physical and spiritual punishment that conquered sin and death. And the beauty is, Jesus was not obligated to do this. He did this out of love for us, for the Father. Hark the herald angel sings. It's good theology about this. It says, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, Hail the incarnate deity, Pleased as man with man to appear, Jesus, our Emmanuel, here. I want to conclude with a couple thoughts, and I want to take us back to our text. And we see in verse 20, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen and as it had been told them. When you experience the message of Jesus Christ, there should be a sense of glorifying and praising God. As the shepherds did, you think about, it says, and they had been told and they, when they returned, and the shepherds returned, so they're back to the fields. What do you think they talked about all night? What do you think they talked about for the next several weeks? I mean, I was, I was outside last night, and I was thinking, what if angels appeared and started singing? I'd probably wet my pants. I mean, it would be magnificent. This is good news. How do we continue every day to hear this message and to know this Christ? And the thing is, is the shepherds told others. So there's a hearing and there's a telling. And we can be witnesses to this good news. What I long for in this sermon today, for you to understand the, the points, and that's good, you can look over those. But I want you to have this affection for a person. Not a theological thought, not a concept, not a, 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 a short quote, but a person. And the way that you know this person, Jesus Christ, is through his word, through the Holy Spirit as you pray and you commune with God. One day, the king is going to return. A person is going to return. This isn't just a concept. This is our Jesus who loves us and cares for us. I want to honor Jesus this morning 
in, there is a scripture in Hebrews that Paul maybe wrote or somebody wrote, <laughs> but it's good. It's good, and it's a way to honor Jesus. It's in the first uh, four verses of chapter one. Listen to this. Long ago, in many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he was also, he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God, an exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Our Jesus, our Savior, our King. Let's pray. Lord, may we be ever mindful in our conversations, in just our thoughts. Help us to be aware of the presence of your Son, Jesus Christ who resides in us by your Holy Spirit. Amen.